Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, welcome to episode 5 of Medium Lady Talks. Today's episode is Medium Lady Talks about 5 things to try right now. I've decided to let every episode that ends in the number 5, we're going to do a little rundown on the little tips and tricks that I've been collecting for myself along the way to have mindful fun as often as possible. If you've been following me on Instagram, and I hope you do, I'm at medium.lady over there. I've written a lot off and on about ways that I bring mindfulness into my life and on the ways that I make sure I'm not taking the not serious things too seriously. I like to say that I live my life with medium effort. Medium effort is not low effort, and it's also not high effort. It's a way of avoiding perfectionism or people-pleasing or trying to get an A-plus at life, is coming at most things with medium effort and using that as my guiding light as to putting my energy into what matters most to me. Before I dive into five things to try right now, five medium effort things that you could try today, I would love to invite you to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to be listening to it. I'm pretty happy to have made it to five episodes. uh, And of course, your ratings and reviews will help this podcast grow and make meaningful connections to other people who might be looking for someone that they can connect to and relate to in a way that brings mindful fun to their own lives. Okay, so that being said, we're ready to jump into these five things to try right now. The first thing is to tell people what you're reading. Now, bear with me. It never ceases to amaze me how much people love to talk about what they're reading and how much of an appetite there is out there in social media, in podcasts, in blogs, in magazines for people to talk about what they're reading. It started with Oprah's book club and now Reese Witherspoon has a book club. There are countless online opportunities on Instagram to learn about books and see what people are reading. There are people on YouTube who will talk about the books that they've read and reviewed. Goodreads itself is essentially its own tiny microcosm of readers and books and thousands and millions of people. Try it right now. Ask somebody close to you, either by text or in person or on the phone, and say, what are you reading these days? Or be prepared to say, I'd love to tell you about a book I'm reading right now. If you're not reading right now and you want to be reading, then go ahead and say that. Hey, I really haven't been reading a lot lately. Would you recommend anything? Are you reading lately? And use the hobby of reading as a point to begin a meaningful conversation with someone in your life. This tip was inspired by my assignment in April of 2020. 
on Instagram monthly, I give myself an assignment. And this is where I give myself ways to think about using my free time in advance. I call it my medium effort way of planning out how I'm going to spend my most precious resource, which is my free time. And oftentimes we as women often think that we don't have enough free time. And I think what I'm discovering slowly personally about myself is I have enough free time, but the ways that I use it are often fraught with peril, which means that I might very quickly do nothing with my free time because it feels like I should be doing everything with my free time. So my monthly assignment is a way of deciding up front at the beginning of every month how I'm going to spend that free time. And listen, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, it does help me from spending my time in a way that wasn't meaningful to me. So back to my tip to tell people what you're reading. A year ago, in April of 2020, I decided for my monthly assignment that I wanted to cultivate a really relaxed vibe. And the reason that mattered to me was because we were at the beginning of the pandemic. I felt like it was going to be really important for me to be relaxed as my kids transitioned to online school and as my husband transitioned to working from home. And as I was on maternity leave, I really felt like I was the one to rise to the challenge of managing stress and keeping the vibe in our home really relaxed. And one of the ways I was going to do that for myself was to be reading as often as I could be. And I like to use the hashtag, I'd rather be reading. Now, what I didn't know was that this assignment would send me on an amazing personal journey of reading way more than I ever expected to be able to as a person who has three kids, works full time, has lots of reasons to not be reading. However, it has certainly sent me on a very personal journey of discovering books I like to read, of challenging myself to read books that I might not normally have selected. So my tip to tell people what you're reading or what you're struggling to read is purely out of my experience of deciding to spend my free time reading. I think that if you're looking to try something that's a medium effort way of connecting to both your hobbies and the people around you, I would strongly encourage you to tell people what you're reading. And you can tell them that you like what you're reading or that you don't like what you're reading or that you've heard about a book and has anybody read it or could you lend me a book? Perhaps it's not just tell people what you've been reading, but ask people questions around the subject of books and reading. And I guarantee you, you will have a few minutes, if not many hours worth of subject matter to cover. My second tip to try right now is to consider a kindness challenge. This tip is inspired by my December 2019 assignment, which was to do an advent of kindness. And this has become a bit of an annual medium lady tradition. We will do it again in December of 2021. And I try to launch weekly ideas of ways of being kind. Kind to yourself, kind to your partner, kind to your family and friends, and kindness to strangers. I think a kindness challenge doesn't have to just come to life in December. If anything, a kindness challenge can come to life anytime you need it. Anytime you need to look inward and be kind to yourself. Anytime you need to look outward and be kind to others. 
or any time you need to challenge yourself to perhaps reconnect with a loved one or a partner and extend your kindness to them. Now, the specific, perhaps lowest hanging fruit of trying a kindness challenge is to actually be kind to yourself. I would recommend you take a week to do things that are really nice to yourself. I'll give you a couple of things that you might consider doing. Watch your favorite movie. Go to bed early. Send someone a wish list. Go for a spring walk. Put on your makeup or do your hair or your favorite necklace and earrings and take a selfie. Consider doing something that is going to make you feel good and be kind to yourself. I also think you should consider doing something kind that actually asks someone else for help. This can be a way of getting out of your comfort zone and being kind to yourself is often for women things that we do on our own. Things that we do to be kind to ourselves that don't require the involvement of other people. I think that's kind of cheating. Being kind to yourself sometimes means putting yourself first and asking other people to put you first as well. When you ask for help, you sort of have to surrender yourself to what the other person is going to do and let it be out of your control and let them help you in a way that might make you uncomfortable or might let events unfold in a way that's not going to feel, not going to feel controllable to you. You might, you know, kind of squirm a little bit, but you will be helped and also you will get the benefit of feeling helped by somebody else and experiencing the kindness that you can enjoy from being cared for by another person. Why would that be medium effort? Perhaps that's not medium effort for you. Maybe asking for help is actually maximum effort. And I think you have to think about the trade-off of the short-term discomfort that might be worth the kindness long game. And asking for help is a long game kindness habit. It's short-term discomfort for long-term growth and long-term investment in your own nurturing. Asking for help is a habit and the more I try it, the better I actually get at releasing control and welcoming the help that I deserve and believing that I deserve that help. That's my second tip to try a kindness challenge. Specifically, I think you should be kind to yourself by asking someone to help you with something that you need. Okay, tip number three, I promise, is way easier than being kind to yourself by asking someone for help. It's it's medium effort, if not like the low, the low end of medium effort. And that is to drink more water, specifically to drink more water in one sitting. This comes from an assignment that I had in September of 2020, which was to just figure out my water consumption and get more water into my life. When I feel crummy, the first easy thing that I can do, it always makes me feel better. Within about 12 hours or less, it's drinking more water. I don't know what it is. It's probably the fact that my body is, I don't know, 80% water. I think this advice came out in September because as the weather gets colder, you really kind of find yourself leaning into that warm mug of caffeinated beverage, you know, leaves you needing more water, leaves you needing all of the kind of tips and life hacks that come along with drinking more water. My specific tip, like I said, was to drink a lot of water in one sitting. 
And this is a tip that I have deployed off and on for maybe four or five years now. So I have this purple water bottle. It's 24 ounces. It's not a jumbo super crazy water bottle and it's not a small disposable plastic water bottle either. It's 24 ounces which is about 750 milliliters. I fill it once and then I drink it all in one sitting. So I sit down, I drink the entirety of the purple water bottle until it's gone. It takes me under a minute. I think I timed myself once and it was like, I don't know, 56 seconds or something like that. It doesn't make me feel sick. It doesn't make me pee like crazy and no more than drinking more water does anyway. This is an easy thing and I bet you're going to try it today. I bet you are going to try it today. And when you try it, I hope you come on Instagram and message me at medium.lady and let me know that you drank all your water in one sitting. It's just a great way to really slice through your water content quickly. Now listen, you can sip your water slowly for the rest of the day, but you will have gotten what in healthcare we call a bolus. A bolus is something that we do for patients by IV who are dehydrated which means we rush fluids into their body very quickly, intravenously. And you're just going to do that for yourself on a smaller scale in one sitting. (laughs) It's brilliant. Give it a try and tell me if you don't feel better within an hour or two. I bet you will. That's tip number three. That is an easy one to drink your water in one sitting, inspired by my assignment in September of 2020. Okay, number four, there's only two tips left. These tips are definitely in the more doable category. The fourth tip is to wear something special. Wearing something special is something that I have promoted off and on as a medium lady, but most specifically came from something I did also in December of 2019, and that was 12 Days of Sparkle. 12 Days of Sparkle was another little mini challenge that I put myself up to during my maternity leave, which is to wear special accessories, special makeup, special clothing for 12 days in a row. And this really got me thinking, like, what took me so long to wear all of these special things? And I think the term special things is going to be very subjective. My term for special things is very traditional, I would say. I inherited a love of sparkly things from my mom, Colleen, from her mother, Martina. My grandma would often show up to like family affairs with jewels, you know, either costume jewelry or actual real authentic gems. You know, she would she would bring out her best for the family barbecue. And <laughs> I remember parts of her collection, you know, you, you couldn't really tell if it was real or not real. And, and she was very happy to wear a mixture of all of them. So my sense of what's special really comes from my grandma and her elegance and how much she likes to get done up and how she's never been afraid to overdress. And I think that to me has become a powerful approach to dressing. I, I don't make every day an event for sure. But when I reach for the special things in my closet or in my jewelry box, I think, what have I been saving this for? You know, and wearing something beautiful really gives you the power of abundant thinking, which is, I could have this every day. I could have this feeling of sparkle and specialness in my life every day. It is a medium effort way to change your mindset to one of scarcity, to one of abundance. You know, I think 
we've chronically relegated things that are out of the ordinary to someday items. You know, someday I'll wear that to an event. Someday I'll have the perfect occasion to dress up. Someday, someday, someday is not today, especially during the pandemic. I was wearing heels the other day at work and someone in the hallway said, hey, you go with those heels on. I haven't worn heels in I don't know how long. And there was a sense of wistfulness in this person's voice that they had not had a justifiable reason to wear heels the way I did. I was at work wearing workwear and that this person would have very much loved an opportunity to actually wear heels. Perhaps that is today. Perhaps you don't need any reason whatsoever to wear the things that you think are special. I think if you're saying to yourself, someday, someday I'll wear that, that mindset, a someday mindset, is often a no-day mindset. When we keep all these precious things tucked away, they take on a life of their own, and that life doesn't get to be lived unless the occasion calls for it. That life of special things, it needs to be tucked away, and it gets kept secret until the right time. It's like you dare not say, look at me, until it's the occasion calls for it. So my tip number four is to wear something special. Wear something special, trust in abundance. It does require a shift in your personal philosophy that specialness will not require saving. Specialness of items cannot be used up. It exists. It's the opportunity to savor the moment. I really believe special occasions are everywhere. Here where I am right now, we are really entering a very challenging time with the third wave. Nobody wants to fabricate a special occasion. But I think if you're going to continue to look for someday, then you might find it's no day even after the pandemic ends. And I think the funny thing about wearing special things is going to be the opposite of what you might expect. You might expect wearing something special will make it appear every day. It'll make it lose its value. And I actually don't agree. I think the more you wear special things, the more meaning and value they take on. Wearing something treasured or wearing something of value to you, it never really goes away. It will always have power to lift your spirits and ground you in mindfulness of wearing this item of value that you get to wear because you are worth wearing it. Don't keep your special in a box. Follow tip number four and wear something special. Okay, that leaves us at tip number five. Tip number five is maybe even easier than drinking all your water in one sitting. Tip number five is to watch a kid's show. And I have a show to recommend you. But first, I'm going to explain this to you. So I used to do a top five on Instagram, on IGTV, a very short video talking about the five things making me happy every month. And I guess this podcast episode is going to be an extension of that. But instead of things, I used to review, you know, my favorite moisturizer or some kind of food that I was enjoying at the time. And I love those because they're tiny little time capsules of what was going on in my life at the time. My April 2020 top five included a specific show. And when I saw this, I was tickled pink and I pulled it up again for my kids and I to enjoy together. Watching a kid's show is a really freeing experience as an adult because you feel instantly safe. 
Adult television has come a long way when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to intrigue and plot and character development, and in some ways, it overshoots the mark. Because if you watch a child's show, it's going to last about 7 to 12 minutes. It's going to take you through some kind of emotional storyline, and the characters are going to have very well-defined personalities. And you're probably going to feel pretty darn safe I'm pretty darn happy by the end of the episode. Now, not all children's shows are made equally, and I will recommend to you, hand above my heart, swear to God, pinky promise, that you must watch the show Bluey on Disney+. Plus. Bluey is an Australian show. It is a cartoon. It is about a family of dogs. I believe they're Australian cattle dogs. This family of dogs is a mom and a dad and two sisters. The oldest sister is named Bluey. Please watch this show. There are 52 episodes on Disney+. Plus. They are very short. I would say they're between 7 and 12 minutes. They are very funny. They are very sweet. And there are a handful of episodes that have even made me tear up. I would highly recommend this show. It is an easy win for you as far as mood boosters go. It is medium effort. I think your only rate limiting factor is going to be if you have access to Disney Plus or not. But if you don't, find a friend who has Disney Plus and get them to stream it to you on Zoom or something like that. It is beyond sweet and it is creative and soothing storytelling in a way that is not preachy, in a way that is not saccharine, in a way that is authentic and kind and honest. So that's my last tip. Tip number five is to watch a kid's show. Now, it doesn't have to be Bluey. If you choose to watch another kid's show, please connect with me on Instagram at medium.lady. I would love to hear what you chose to watch and why it made you feel good. I'm going to review these five tips for right now. Medium effort ways to have mindful fun every day. Tip number one is to tell people what you're reading. Tip number two is to try a kindness challenge. Specifically, be kind to yourself and ask someone for help. Tip number three is to drink your water in one sitting. Not too much, not too little, just a nice healthy bolus of water. Tip number four is to wear something special. And tip number five is to watch a kid's show. That's all for my podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been episode five of the Medium Lady Talks podcast. I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening today. I would also love to connect with you. I can be found on Instagram at medium.lady. That's where you'll find any of my writing on the subjects I've talked about today, any of my videos, IGTVs, and any of my other tips and tricks. Thank you for listening today. It's been great to connect with you, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.